Hey, y'all. Scotty Real. And the dude here. And we just want to shout out to our crew of listeners, growers, cannabis professionals, and recreational tokers. Otherwise known as the Dude Grows Crew. Who every week come through solid and donate their hard-earned money to produce this show. It's the support from our listeners that directly produces the Dude Grow Show and keeps the unbiased grow knowledge pumping out week after week after week, guys. You are the DGC, and there's strength in numbers. So please show us some love and help produce the next show by going to DudeGrows.com and making a small donation. Respect. Come on, brother. Let's get high and start the show. Yeah. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's going on, guys? Dude Grows Show back at you. We're going to try and keep it coming here again. Dude Grows and Scotty. How you doing, Scotty? All right. How y'all doing? Top notch, man. This this show might be a little rowdy, man. We're going to do a little news, but we're going to tie the news right in with growing. Try and keep it the grow the grow type of uh, podcast we want, but bring in uh, some of the Denver news, man. There's a lot going on out there always here in Denver, especially as we get closer to legalization. Hell yeah. Yeah, and you look at it through a grower's perspective, man. Lot, lots of questions, lots of uh, lots of angles are being promoted right now. That's for sure. Agendas, as they say. Dude, agendas, angles, everything. Um, but what we're going to cover tonight, guys? Uh, heck, it could, be, it could be today, this morning. Regardless, we're going to cover a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's some local news stories. If you catched episode three previously, I mentioned talking about some DNI, DNA profiling stuff, and we didn't get to it actually, but we're gonna get to that tonight. Um, I gotta give I gotta give a correction out. I was mentioning a gentleman, a grower. This is an awesome grower that said at the tip of, you know, if you think it's finished, if you think your flowers are done, and you're gonna cut them down. What is it, Scott? Wait another week. Wait another week. And that yeah, was so my guys. Soma, Soma style, man. Guys, nice. I, I felt so bad last episode. I had to give a shout out. That's Soma, man. Soma style. Google Soma, Soma style, S-O-M-A. And this gentleman has an awesome book and plenty of information out there. He's over in Amsterdam, living large and, and doing a lot for the cause. So shout out to, to Soma there. Um, we're going to cover, uh, grow store news, actually. I wanted to get into that a little bit. You know, a few deals out there. Heck, I mean, this is one of the only, the only state in the nation. I found a, a local store here. They're open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We got to give them a shout out. Who's that? Oh, that is Grow Big Supply. So Hell I mean, yes, man, way to kick it up a notch. I think they're realizing, uh, you, you know, growers as growers, we don't work on our schedule. We work on the plant schedule. So absolutely, yep. You're out of a, uh, you know, CO2 container or something like that. You want to go fix it. Exactly, exactly. I, I also recently caught a documentary called The American Drug War 2. 
BS a little about that. And uh, what else do we got? Oh, I want to give a shout out. Sorry, guys. Nine Inch Nails brought us in there. I got to give a shout to all the tunes we use on the show. So give some respect to Nine Inch Nails there. Um, and yeah, man, that's it. There, oh, ooh, this one's awesome, Scott. Local grows. <laughs> Marijuana warehouses creating massive energy demand. So here, yeah. I believe it, man. I believe it. Yeah, I remember here, when a 20 lighter used to be big. No, exactly. no, 100 lighters. What what are you, what are you seeing for real? What do you th- what do you think a mid to large scale commercial grow is these days? You talking 100 lights? You talking 500 lights? Minimum probably 50, but I mean this guy's in this article saying he gets billed uh $21,500 a, uh, a month for his lights. And he's like, that's nothing. My competitors getting billed a hundred K a month. So I see an issue here, guys. I mean, it's kind of disturbing to me. This plant's meant to grow outside and we'll get into that a little. It's, it's such a carbon footprint and we, we would like to get away from that personally. Dude, at a hundred K a month at $50 a light, that's 2000 lights. That's yeah, time, man. Uh, guys, everybody here in Colorado is growing full force on steroids for this January 1st legalization. So, guys, that's what's coming this episode of the Dude Grows Show here with Dude Grows and Scotty. And uh, definitely check it out on dudegrows.com. Uh, give us any support. I don't have few sponsors, but the ones that are there are well worth it. And uh, we'll be right back and cover all this awesome stuff. Word. Come on, dude. Fire it up. Fire it up. We'll be right back. Peace. You want to exercise your Amendment 64 rights to smoking recreational marijuana? Yep. Yes, of course. Wait, what? But it's Sunday, and you have a big to-do list. I want to smoke a joint. I just don't want to get all blazed out. Well, now there's 3-2-Weed. 3-2-Weed? You can grab yourself a bag just about anywhere. 3-2-Weed is perfect for church, power tools, roof work, light railing. How about talking to the wife? Yeah. And 3-2-Weed is great during the week, too. Perfect for staff meetings, working at CDOT, directing traffic, general managing a radio station, in-laws, babysitting, just about anything. Thanks, 3-2-Weed. So when you absolutely positively don't want to get really high, 3-2-Weed. Nerf's LOL at 505. What's up, guys? Dude Grows and Scotty back. Let's get into these stories. Let's get into it, Scotty. Um, Yeah, come on. What you got? What you got, DNA, man? So the DNA profiling, the first article I saw was a uh, professor, I believe, actually here, and her name is Heather Miller Cole. She's a forensic botanist, and she's an associate professor at uh, University of New Haven in Connecticut. So why I brought this up initially, it caught my eye, and it says that initially Cole, this um, botanist, was doing work with the DEA to track DNA genetics. So when they busted a big grower or intercepted a shipment, they could try and DNA track it back to growers, which is kind of crazy, really. That is fucking evil if you think about it. That means you get busted for growing, and they go, oh, no, we got you for years, man. We, we're, not, we're not charging you with 10 pounds. We're charging you with 1,000 because the DNA profile. Yeah, exactly. But the, the, the thing I liked about the first article that came out here, I believe it was on December 3rd, is that the aim – this is straight from the article. The aim is to be able to identify potentially harmful substances through a testing method that could, be, that could make the analysis easier and quicker for labs uh, across bullshit. the country. So they're – 
what she's coming is saying she worked with her students on a project at the university. And what I like to hear was that they were going to make it easier and quicker for labs across the country to test for bad things, for agri agricultural pesticides, for mold, for shit that we don't want to be smoking. I was like, cool, this is, this is all good. And then an article came out today from, I believe, uh, let's see here, I, I think it was CBS News. And basically, there's all kind of, ABC, sorry, ABC News, guys, came out today. It's called Toke Up on Mold, Insects, and Manure, which is the title of the article from ABC News. Let me tell you that again. Toke Up on Mold, Insects, and Manure. So immediately, I was like, Put all right. Put that in the show notes. Put that in the show notes so people can yeah, find yeah. that article. Yeah, I'll hook you guys up for sure because I was thinking, oh, great. Now it's like Reefer Madness again. And I started to highlight shit out of this article because um, I'm all about testing, especially easily, for bad things, hey, Scotty. Wait a second, though, man. This stinks, man. This stinks like manure. I don't understand what DNA profiling has to do or, or if you're profiling the DNA characteristics or, or what do they call that when you uh, identify uh, sequence. If they're going to sequence uh, each one of these strains of pot so that they can trace it back to the source. I don't understand how that tests for mold or mildew. It doesn't well, make any sense. Testing is going to become mandatory here in Colorado, guys. It's it's going to come mandatory everywhere. Yeah, but um, sequence, DNA sequencing sounds like it's trying to identify with a source of it. It seems more I like agree. it. It sounds dirty to me. Out here in Colorado, there's a few places. Um, Can Labs is one. Uh, R, man, RM something. Sorry, guys. We'll put that in the show notes also. But I've, I've spoken with both these labs, and they're going to be getting mass spectrometer machines, um, which should be ready here shortly after the new year. And a mass spectrometer machine is not a cheap machine, but it will test for all your agricultural pesticides and uh, you know your molds and everything else. So, yeah, now those things shoot uh, – I had a, actually, we hired some people at, at my uh, – at Supreme Growers to use those. And those things – I can't remember what they shoot, some kind of beam, and it gives them almost a code. And then they just go look this code up. It actually does give them a specific code. They look it up, and, and that's how they identify the, the pathogen or the toxin. So imidacloprid has a code. And when they get it, if the machine spits out these codes and they just go access it like that and they get – but that's not really – it doesn't have anything to do with DNA or anything. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think the DNA is going too far. But let me get into the article a little bit here. The reason why I was concerned, I highlighted, for example, here, and this was headline ABC News. This is why I say reefer madness. Straight out of the article here, toke up your joint and it likely contains mold, pesticides, even dead insects, according to researchers at the University of New Haven in Connecticut. And guys, this is why this is why we're tying news in to grow your own. Um, and you know, let's go. Let's keep going on here for a minute. Um, you know, she's urging states um, where marijuana is legal to pass strict certification laws, and I agree with that to to an extent. But when I when I passed down all this shit, I highlighted to this this last part. The the article ends with this. If states are going to allow marijuana, they should have controlled facilities and monitor those facilities and report to the federal government so there is some measure of safety. So, guys, here in Colorado, we would really like to do our own thing. And, uh, you know, immediately this all ties into tying the federal government into your business of growing a seed from a plant that it's just too much nonsense. I'm not going to get political here too much, guys, but... This is why you grow your own. You don't have to deal with this shit, guys. And 
the and, fact. I mean, if you look at the motivations for the commercial grower, the motivation for the commercial grower is profit. You know, if they get spider mites during week six, and they can just spray, uh, uh, you know, Avid on there, you know, human nature says that they probably at least some percentage of them probably will. You know, yeah, there's always a shortcut. Yeah, and there, that that is definitely going on, guys. I I have experience. I I've spent plenty of years in retail, and when I was in retail, um, I would reluctantly have to sell some shit that's just not meant to be in the human body. Um, yeah, guys, I've seen commercial grows where I've walked in and uh, what is that stuff? Seven. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's that uh, oh, I wish I could remember the, the scientific name for it. It is the most disgusting, vile-smelling stuff where the, these guys actually put on the uh, the hazmat suits to spray it. They're spraying asaphate. That's what it's called. They're spraying it indoors. I mean, it's commercial grow guys are fucking nuts, man. Yeah, and this is another. Let me bring up another point on this article from uh, Heather Miller-Cole. Fucking well, A. Cole said, potential health hazards could include allergic reactions, especially in the inhalation of molds of spores. In a normally healthy person, that might not matter. But for someone who is immune, is compromised, it could cause inadvertent death. So they're going there again. They're going there again. They're going to try and tie this in where... That's true, man. If you fucking smoke the wrong mold, you know, if you got molded bud and you got a quarter pound of it and you smoke a shitload of it... And you have AIDS. I could see that bringing you down, man. And I am, I'm all for it, guys, for the testing, and I'm for what Scotty's saying here. Um, but it's just, you know, this article came out, and you wonder why they're saying all of these things. Well, guess what? Get it off the Schedule 1, guys. This would all be done and done many years ago. You know, this is ridiculous. We're dealing with a plant that's like lettuce or freaking, I mean, sorry, it's not like lettuce. It's much more medicinal and valuable and also recreational. But, yeah, it, it is still just a plant, and the regulation stuff coming out is, is ridiculous. So Yeah, but literally during Prohibition, people were drinking crap, you know, bathtub-made gin and, and, and liquor and dying. Hey, you my know. great-grandpa said that was the best shit on earth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm sure it was just like it is now. If you knew the right people, you were getting great stuff. You know, that is you a great comparison, dude. Yeah, you know, if you don't know the right people here, you might be smoking moldy, moldy weed still. You know, we're spoiled out here. We, we're definitely spoiled, guys. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's the DNA story I wanted to get to you guys. Uh, and check it out. It'll be in the show notes or just Google DNA testing marijuana or whatever. It just came out in the past two days here. If you're listening to this later, it was December 2nd and 3rd here on Google News. Sounds so. to me like the government trying to track how much weed everybody's growing so that they can't cheat on it. If they know what strains you're growing, then they've got the DNA, the DNA profile of what you're growing, and then all of a sudden they start seeing you know, hundreds of pounds coming out. of the, you know, They're starting to see hundreds of pounds, and you're not reporting it. it sounds like a, you know, yeah. like a big, big brother thing to me. Make sure you got your taxes straight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It really does seem like that for Seed to Harvest. They came out in Colorado with this from Seed to Harvest thing, and that's when I lost interest in ever doing a commercial grow, where they were going to have a camera track everything from seed, from the time you plant the seed or take the clone, to the time you harvest and sell it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, unless, uh, and, and the sad thing is, in a way, it's not, I mean, it's like anything else. There's just so many people in it just for the money, and there's so much more to this plant than money, so... Um, 
But let's move on, guys. We're getting kind of heavy, and the Dude Grows show needs to be a little bit lighter. And uh, I wanted to get into my extreme local news. Tonight, it was, yeah, I mean, shit, what is it, five degrees, negative five out, Scotty? It was five. <laughs> I just went out to the grocery store, and it was five degrees. Yeah, there's five, and there's there's snow on the roads and everything. So I went into my garden real quick, and my PPM reader on the CO2 is at 290. It's like, what the hell is going on here? So Dude Grows tank went dry. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, man. Like, when my CO2 tank goes dry, like, I feel like I'm suffocating with the plants. So, <laughs> I, you know, I tried to run to my, my local store, and they were closed, and it just didn't happen. But regardless, um, I'm going to make all of my animals and my wife sleep in the grow room tonight. So <laughs> 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 that way the plants will stay happy. Look at the natural CO2. This shit does give it a jump, man. Every time I go into my room, I got a digital uh, monitor controller. I'll bet it goes up 60 to 80 parts per million. Oh, yeah. If you stay in there for a while, if you guys ever have readers and you notice, of course, the more you're in your room, the better the plants do. Um, even if you're just beginning growing, there's no joke. The more time you spend with your plants, uh, the better they do, guys. And that's, that's the not, truth. Not just because of CO2, but it helps. You, but You know why I think it is? Because you hang out in your room, and if you start sweating your ass off, you know that your plants aren't comfortable. If you're freezing then you know that your plants aren't comfortable. You know you know what I mean? If you're just in there for two minutes at a time or five minutes at a time, you know, it might be fine for you for a couple minutes, but you don't really get to experience the environment the way the plants do. No, exactly. Yeah, if you guys <laughs> you are hitting on the point, if you don't have fancy environmental controllers, you're the best one. Just go hang out in your room. <laughs> so if you exactly. start sweating, if, you're, if it's too humid, etc., like, I mean, of course, you're going to sweat a little in a warm bedroom, but, yeah, take note, guys. Keep on that environment. And for me, no big deal. My plants will be without CO2 for the night. Um, they're healthy enough. They're just going to shut down and not do a lot of work tonight, unfortunately, because I like those ladies working all the time for me. And uh, But, yeah, that was uh, my extreme local news, actually kind of depressing. And the reason I ran out of CO2, guys, is I can't run a burner because they create too much damn heat, um, even though tonight would be great for it. <laughs> You know, I uh, found an air-cooled burner, and oh, they nice. are pretty—they are pretty efficient. I'll say. I used to have the same problem where the burners were just creating way too much heat, uh, but I just couldn't live without CO2. And I have an air-cooled burner now. Um, dang it! Plug and grow. Plug and grow makes one six-inch uh, six-inch duct. Man, this thing's awesome. It really does not provide much heat. Nice, heck yeah, it just removes the heat through some passive duct running through it, some like 4-inch duct or something. A 6, it's got a nice 6-inch duct, and I saw that they had an 8-inch model as well. Yeah, it's interesting how they work that shit. Um, I guess CO2 is heavier than air, so they can figure out how to get rid of the heat without sucking out too much CO2. I guess so, yeah, but it, it worked surprisingly well. So air-cooled CO2 burners. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, guys, um, we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break here. Play something sweet, not sure what. Um, we're going to come back. We're going to cover a little bit of grocery store news slash some of the deals out there. We're also going to tell you the cheapest, the cheapest ounce deal in Denver right now that I found. Talk about that. See how cheap it can go, dear God. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll be that right back. crazy. Oh, it's super crazy, guys. Um, and you got to be right. careful with it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a safety meeting, as we say, also known as a smoke some weed break. Hey, what? <laughs> What? Exactly. 
And uh, shit, man. Yeah, I might actually. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna have another another little pint here for the late night news grow talk, guys. Hope you're enjoying it. Check out dudegrows.com. Dude Grows Show. It's Dude Grows here with Scotty. We'll be right back at you. Hi there, boys and girls. Hi there, boys. Would you like to come on a wonderful like trip with me? Where you could be most anything you'd like to be. about what bulb to go with the plant max or the hortolux or ushio and i mean i think now it's done if you're a colorado grower 60 dollars thousand watt hortolux is over at way to grow dude say hey i'm i want to use dude grows account i want to get that 60 dollar deal on the thousand watt hortoluxes another badass hookup tell that to the guys in california and uh that's cheaper than 500 light guys can buy them for just stock up on the hortolux it's a fucking no-brainer so i want to get back into it here of course um, first, I want to give a shout out, guys, since we just did cover some news. Uh, Denver guy here that I haven't heard in a while. If anybody's listening, what's up with John Doe Radio? Uh, Tim, Tim over there, Tim Martin. Um, he's got a good show and he's he's really into the culture and the news. And uh, I enjoyed his take. And we're always looking to network here and uh, hook it up. So, Tim, if you're listening, or if anybody knows what he's up to, let me know. Let's get it going. So I haven't heard him. I, I got to check out some of that iCannabis radio over there. He might be on one of those shows. I see a new show over there, the Adam Dunn show. So don't even make me Google his ass. <laughs> yeah, you'll find him. You'll find him. <laughs> he, he's around. He's around on the internets. But uh, all right, so let's get into grow store news. Um, deals, guys. Here in uh, here in Colorado, it's 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 a worthy subject. It's not like we're covering, you know two or three stores we're covering 70 plus stores here so we're just going to bring you a few of the things going on um i've been in the industry scotty's very familiar with it and there's a lot of good stores out here in colorado so uh man yeah in december is deal time you know december lots of december january you can find some good deals brother heck yeah as we mentioned uh before when we started the show um i was surprised to see here recently grow big supply i haven't visited the store actually yet but uh uh, I think actually it's, yeah, yeah, Grow Big Supply or Grow Supply. I don't know. Regardless, they're open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. 
And their ad says, why bother with anyone else? And these guys are actually realizing, I like it. I mean, there's there's plenty of commercial growers here that have shifts throughout the midnight hours. And when they're out of some shit and they need to fix a problem quick, that's a pretty good resource. Yeah, damn straight. That's like me tonight, man. I, I mean, if I had enough time, I'd probably drive over there and get my CO2 tank. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you have a problem, guys, every minute counts and you're freaking out. So if it's 2 in the morning and you find that bug and you don't have the right thing to fix it, you're going to you're gonna try and fix it immediately. So if that's you guys, head over to Grow Big Supply. They're open 24 hours. I dig on that, man. Heck, yeah. What else? What else? Is there some ball? I think – You know what, man? I found a way to grow. I'm on their email list. Way to grow. Hit me up. $25 Plant Max bulbs. And that's kind of my style right there. A lot of people love, you know, $100 hoarder luxes, or I couldn't even tell you the, the, the real expensive bulbs, uh, you know, the trendy bulbs this year. Yeah, Ushio, hoarder lux, real red. Uh, you're right. There's so many, man. It's like impossible. Yeah, you know, but I love a fresh bulb. I'd rather take a $25 fresh bulb and get to change them every harvest. Uh, than a $100 bulb that I'm stuck with for a six months or a uh, not even six months a year. You know, a lot of a lot of these more expensive bulbs. They say you get more time out of them, but I don't think there's any replacement for a nice fresh fresh plant max. You know, mm. I go both ways, dude. My philosophy. I literally heard that just, about you. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I do. Sure. I just bought plant yeah, both ways between metal halide and HPS guys in flower. <laughs> um, but I bought uh, three plant maxes actually yesterday, and the reason I did it is because I was on more of a budget. Um, I replaced my bulbs every six months, so every two flowering periods roughly. And my philosophy is if I have the money, I'm buying a Hortilux or an Ushio probably. Probably a Hortilux. It's an American company at least. And if you guys know me, I try to support American-made gardening products. It's kind of tough, but they're out there. Um, and if I don't have the money... There's no harm in getting those plant maxes. I mean, they are fresh, uh, and I've definitely consulted on growers that are getting their weight. You know, they're getting two pounds per 1,000-watt bulb with the right genetics and a plant max bulb. So Absolutely. That, a that's in the 1,000-watt range, of course. But, uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. The other deal um, that they're doing, I just saw, I think Way to Grow is doing a, uh, if you guys buy a phantom ballast, uh, you get a free Hortilux bulb. So that's pretty sweet. Or you can buy, I believe, nothing and get a Hortilux bulb for like $56, which Holy is – guys, that's, that might be cost. That That's a hell of a deal. So you know, go visit your way to grows, guys. Check them out. They're not too shabby themselves. They're opening a new location here in South Denver here soon. Um, and what else was in here? I mean, not too much. I don't want to cover too much grow store news. Let's go on to something more interesting, the, uh, the cheapest ounce in Denver. Yes. <laughs> What are your guesses, Scott? What are your guesses? I don't I, – you know, man, I'd have to say $165 if I'm walking into a store. Now, does that mean you have to – and then, guys, what we're talking about here now as we speak in Denver, it's still not January 1st. You have to have a medical card to do this. Um, but 165 is what you're saying. Well, what I got is $99 ounces. Uh-uh. Yep, you, you must don't. need the coupon. Yeah, it says limit one per patient per day. Subject to end without notice, of course, once they went out of their swag. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is that? <sighs> guys, I'm going to give them credit. These guys are advertising. It's Live Well. That's L-I-V-W-E-L-L. Live Well, Enlightened Health. So, I mean, somebody check out their $99 ounce for me. Let's let's hear about it. Um, I'd love to be surprised. 
and know that you're getting a strain. They tell you it's not bottom shake and it's not, you know, uh, sprayed with uh, Avid before you smoke it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to sorry love well or live well. I don't want to talk too much shit, but, uh, I, I, you know. Just, what's up? I said maybe it's just B's and C's buds, you know what I mean? True, yeah. I've had those. I've had those where it's not bad herb. It just wasn't what you expected. There's nothing unhealthy about it, but it's it's yeah, it's not, not the harvest you wanted. Crystals. Yeah, and it doesn't have much crystals on it or something. You know, it's all the grower. You can have a great genetics. You can have yourself sour or diesel or whatever the hell. And if you don't if you don't have a good environment, and you're not a good grower. It's gonna come out like shit. Yeah, I agree. Well, well I'll, I'll say live well. Um, you know, this isn't bad publicity. Check them out, guys. L I V W E L L C O dot com. Livewellcolorado dot com. Um, and yeah, tell us what you think if you get over there. But they have a couple ads here in the local rag, the Westward, and there are a couple other places at a hundred. But Livewell took took the bag there with ninety nine dollar ounces. I mean, that is awesome. On you know, on the other, you know, not being positive instead of negative. That's awesome. I mean, hundred. If somebody's really able to deliver hundred dollar ounces and they're good quality ounces, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's cool. You know, that's that's kind of what we ask for. Yeah, and you guys keep listening because come here after January, dude is going to go buy some of this cheap shit and uh, test it. I'm going to tell you that every show, and I'm going to let you know what's in it. I'm going to tell you exactly what was in that and uh, if you should be smoking it or not. And we're going to promote the good guys and let the bad guys know that uh, they need to grow without. Nasty-ass shit, which I know is really hard to do on a commercial level, but it's totally possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a responsibility that, that they've got, you know? No, exactly. Um, and, you know, if, if you guys haven't gotten the gist yet with all this news and information, you don't have to worry about any of this if you grow your own. Uh, it's not that hard, guys. And let's get into that really quick, actually, Scott. Um, as far as... The $99 ounces, and we talk about Avid and this and that on your herb. If you don't, if you grow your own, you don't have to worry about any of that. And the carbon footprint, the next article we're going to talk you about. Still got to worry about getting spider mites. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear that. I hear that. We're not even going there yet. That'll be next show, guys, because we'll talk about spider mites for like two hours. Sure. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how to kill them all, all the time. Yes. There's no reason your garden should be overtaken by spider mites. Not even the infamous Mendo mite, like, guys there's ways to handle it and if your garden's overtaken i'm sorry you're you're lazy you're not doing your job whoa it's not yep. saying things we can't take back here true i can i can edit that out actually i'll edit that out <laughs> i'm just kidding um all right wait wait i'm getting ahead of myself uh before we were going to talk about growing outdoors there's another news article here guys it's titled marijuana warehouses creating massive energy demand this just came out here um today in Colorado, and we were talking earlier when we announced the show. Um, John Koser here is with River Rock. River Rock out here in Colorado, from what I can see, um, is a pretty reputable company. Uh, it seems like they're doing their due diligence and trying to be really good in the cannabis industry. Um, and he's saying, you know, he got billed $21,000 a month for electricity and his climate control. So, and he's like, well, that's nothing. You know, my, my competitors getting billed a hundred thousand a month. So that's where I get to like, guys, we've got to grow outside. I mean, consuming this energy. You're talking running 400 lights to 2000 lights. That, that means that's what a commercial grow is. It's insane. Yeah. It gets totally crazy. And if you guys want to see, they actually put a map up here on this article of, and we'll put it in the show notes of, uh, 
all the grows, I mean, it's obviously not to the address, in Colorado Corridor, out off 70, and the concentration of grows, and it's all in industrial areas, and most of the herb grown out here is under HID lighting. Um, but River Rock themselves are actually expanding, and they're going to be doing more and more greenhouses, and I presume shortly here other companies will. Uh, Colorado's a tough climate. It can be, you know, as it happened to us here, it's five tonight, two days ago it was 60. So it's a really tough climate to deal with as an outdoor grower or a greenhouse grower, but it needs to happen more. I mean, this much power, is, it, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to to uh, heat a greenhouse is the worst thing in the world. It, it's much, it costs much less power than it does to cool a commercial building, that's yeah, for sure. that is for sure. Boulder here, though, in the same article... Uh, Boulder, Colorado, which Boulder rocks, guys. They've been the most progressive city in this state, and it's for a reason because Boulder rocks as far as marijuana goes. You can have your opinion about the snootiness and everything else, but uh, Boulder actually, they only allow their growers to get to use their, their renewable resource wind energy solar plant, and they have to buy carbon offset type credits. <laughs> so in Boulder... Um, compared to the rest of the state, it's estimated that growers are paying 20 to 22% more to grow their herb because of the requirements to buy renewable energy for the indoor grows. So I'm down with that. I'm down with that. We're growing a cool plant. But the point is to get it outdoors. The point is to get it into a greenhouse, light depth greenhouse, and yeah, just hit it up that way. You can grow one crop outside, guys, as a small personal grower, and you'll be good for the whole winter. Yeah, a light depth greenhouse, if you don't know, is this greenhouse that has like a power shade on it. So you can control flowering with it. You can set the exactly. shade to 1212, and it just brings this like black and white panda power shade over. It, things amazing. Yeah, I mean, because we don't. It'll put a smile on your face. Yeah, and if you're growing, we'll get, let's get into growing outdoors in Colorado, guys, because I'm not a pro, but I've, I've definitely done it a few seasons, and we have our challenges being cold temperature, extreme weather. I've been hailed on a few times, yes. and, um, you know, it doesn't get to 12-12 here till about mid-August, which takes you into the end of October, which is sketchy time in Colorado. You could have anything from snow to, you know, ice to freezing temperatures to wind that will kick your butt, so it, right. it's tough. So um, growing outdoors, though, that, be, that, that being said, I've had two successful crops. And that's only growing three large plants outside, guys. Um, and basically, the law here is you can grow outside as long as it's behind a gate and it's out of sight from your neighbors or, you know, anybody that could potentially complain. And it's not that hard to do. The plant was intended to be grown outside, and it kicks ass. You get heavy yields. You're going to be able to yield the end of October. You're going to have herb for your whole snowboarding season. And... Um, you know, kick it back up again in the spring. And you didn't have to pay for all that equipment. You didn't have to buy HED lights, you know, massive right. ACs. And right. I'm all about it. I mean, have you have you had the opportunity to grow outside at all, Scotty? Not yet. Not yet. I wasn't sure what the law was. So I kind of just kept my six inside, you know. And that, that's what I run into is a lot of people that want to, but they're not sure either about the law or they're, they're worried about this. And I want you guys to get creative. If you're listening and you say you can't grow outside and you're in Colorado, you can. I mean, I had view problems, so I went out and bought some ornamental grass, and I put it in containers. This ornamental grass grows six feet tall. It's a great natural privacy fence. Nobody second guesses that. 
And there's plenty of ways to get creative. You know, as far as the hail, you can rig up little framing and a small mesh to break hail apart. And um, cold temps, the same thing. You can put up bamboo, real cheap bamboo. You can build, I mean, if you don't think you can build anything out of bamboo, Scotty sent me a link back in the day about uh, scaffolding, I think, over in China or something. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. In South America, they use uh, bamboo Sorry. for scaffolding. Could you imagine climbing on a 100-foot piece of bamboo? Yeah, so you could extend your season in Colorado here into November easily with you know some cheap poly and bamboo just to throw over them at night or if we have a bad weather front coming through. I mean, you all know we got flooded out this last season. We were in the news across the nation, got a week of rain, and I still pulled off a really good harvest. So, Yeah, that was a beautiful harvest. Yeah, it was, it was good. That week of rain, man, now that, that sets you back, guys. That That's where when you'll hear Dude Grows telling you, spray your flowers, don't worry about it. Flowers were intended to be wet, rinsed off. That rain proved it, man. Plants are meant to be grown outside. People that say you can't ever get your flowers wet, etc., you're going to ruin this. or that. No, flowers are meant to deal with that. And I feel like when they feel that moisture and that coldness from the rain, they put on more resin. They're protecting themselves. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of my little – that's like my plant doctor shit. It's not science proven, but, you know, that's, that's what they're telling me. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. This one outside, and they're, they're, they're talking to me. That's just like, you know, the end of flowering. You, you lower your temperatures. You decrease the humidity way down to 10%. I see resin coming on, man. Those plants know they're going to die. Those flowers want to protect themselves, and they put on more resin to, to keep, it, keep it going. So – that's what I got for the uh, the news on creating massive energy demand, guys. My two cents, grow outdoors if you can. It's tough with a lot of laws around the nation and depending on the climate you live in, but get creative, man. There's a lot of ways to do it. You can even start flowering your plants indoors and then put them out so you make sure you got time before the frost comes. Yeah. I mean, we need somebody needs to come up with an inexpensive light, de- you know, light deprivation greenhouse. I agree. You know, so, that's the way to go. Yeah, you know, a six by ten or something. Yeah, you guys check it. I mean, for, what is it? It's for foreverflowering.net. Yeah, it's a those California guys are full company. On, full on cool. Those guys so, are. If you need anything lighted up or lighted up battery powered or anything like that, check out foreverflowering.net. If you're thinking about growing outdoors, they got a lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. So what else we got, Scotty? Here we covered that news story. I think we should uh, take one more break here, and then we'll come back and we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll put it in the bag. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> Word. All right, guys. We'll be right back here. Um, DudeGrowShow.com. Dude Grows. And Scotty here. Keep checking us out. Give us any support you can. We're not desperate. We're not desperate. We're doing this because we want to spread the knowledge, keep you guys growing for sure. Soon enough, well, hopefully we'll get a call in. That would be great. Answer some questions for you guys anytime. And, um, yeah, check us out. That's my rant. That's my free commercial out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, we'll be right back, guys. All right. Yo, why don't you go get that good shit? You know, that shit that your brother gave you. That good shit. Yeah, that's the shit.
shit. That 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 shit. That 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 shit. That's some ill shit right there. here back with scotty we're gonna we're gonna put this show in the bag but first uh we're discussing we're discussing what to do next and uh scotty what do you want to talk about we got a grow tip yeah you know what man let's talk about how to stake your plants up you know uh, i know that you're a fan well i don't know what do you like i'm a bamboo steak guy myself you know man if you guys watch my videos i've used a lot of bamboo i have enough bamboo at my house to build my own side bamboo house but I've come to realization this is where I'm going to try to go. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I always used to just stake out the bamboo and then, you know, shove it down in the soil and stake the parts of the plant, especially the flowers that eventually are flopping over. Um, but then I got like this, I felt bad. Like I was sticking, I was just stabbing this bamboo into the pot and break. I was like, dude, I could feel those roots breaking. And I worked sure. for those roots. I put money into those roots. I put, you know, all my intention and skill into those roots. So, um, I, then I went to, I would drill holes on the very side edge of my nursery pots and mount the bamboo in there. And that kind of worked, although there wasn't enough proper sites, we'll say, for where I wanted the bamboo to go. So now I'm kind of in the middle, man. Like, I don't like trellising stuff out a ton, but I, I don't know. You said you're mainly just doing staking. You're just still down with bambooing yeah, it know, out. For years, I probably started doing bamboo maybe last year. And I've been growing for 20 years. Always I was with the trellis. And it just, uh, that was mostly because I was hydroponic or, or a deep water culture. So I didn't really have the option. But man, bamboo stakes are wonderful. I stick probably 40 in a plant. You know, in a big 15 gallon, I can stick 40 or 50 stakes in there. And yeah, I guarantee I'm, I'm killing some roots. I agree. I mean, I'm not seeing my yields hurt or my quality oh. hurt. It's more just my my brain telling me I'm I'm killing something. But we'll see where I go with it. The reasons I don't like trellising, guys. Let me give you the pros and cons really quick. Trellising as a pro. I mean, trellis. What we're talking about trellising is you go by typically like a nylon type of net. Um, it has about four inch, five inch squares in it, and you can stretch mm-hmm. it across your garden or plant, and then you weave your plant through it, and it's a great option if you have height restrictions. It also gets a lot of light to the flowering sites, and you can have a universal canopy, which is what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, um, it's great for scrogging. It's essential for scrogging, actually. Yeah, you know? exactly. I guess, I guess you would maybe want smaller holes if you are going to do a true scrog. It's a screen of green. 
and it gives good yields. Um, and if, like I said, almost every indoor gardener is dealing with height restrictions. Fortunately, I'm not in that situation now. I have almost nine foot ceilings in my indoor garden, and I like plants also to be mobile. That's a con with trellising. If you have a problem yes. plant, you can't you can't just get it out of there and treat it. Um, typically, it's going to take a lot of work, and you're going to damage the plant probably quite a bit. Um, and the other reason is I'm running, uh, I, I guess, I think it's called perpetual, where I'm, I'm trying to pull a plant out. You know, I'm, I'm tired of harvesting everything at once. It's a lot of work, and I'm running a lot of different strains. Everything requires different feeding, different flowering schedules. So I'm trying to pull a plant out, you know, once every month or so. And that being said, I can't have them trellis together. But it's it's tricky. I'm trying to develop a, a structure here, and I know there's plenty out there to where each plant is structured on its own, can be independently moved. But I'm not shoving the bamboo and killing the roots, so I have to figure that out. If you guys have ideas, I'll check it out. Otherwise, I'll I'll definitely make videos about the ideas I come up with. I'm telling you, the bamboo stakes, man, they're rocking me. They they are so cheap and renewable, and yeah, there's enough bamboo around the world to make it a bamboo bridge around the world but i love the idea too of of taking a you know you take 30 or 40 of those things in a big plant and you really get to shape where the colors are going you know you can spread your colors out and you can pull them down you can curve them you can make them go let grow laterally you can do whatever you want with them it gives you so much control over your plant as opposed Uh to just a trellis a hundred percent, guys. Me and Scott were talking earlier on the phone, and uh, if if you want to know the way we like to grow, for example, um, I have one island sweet skunk in the flower room right now, and it is in a 20-gallon pot, and it's spreading about four foot of canopy under uh, two 600s. So you guys have plenty of options. Don't freak out when your plants stretch and do this. you got to realize you're the boss of that plant. You can You can turn it into whatever you want. You can bonsai it. You can make it, you know, it could be a foot tall at the trunk and spread out eight feet. Like, you got to get creative with your plants, work with the space space you have, and, um, yeah. Agreed. Really manipulate them. These plants are, if they're healthy, they're dying to be manipulated, and they will handle it, and within the light cycle, typically bounce back if you're at peak healthiness. If your plants aren't healthy, don't mess with it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's get ready to, uh, I say put it in the bag, bag it up. I wanted to give a shout out guys. Uh, we talked earlier about the $99, uh, ounce deal and, uh, I've had a little bit of experience here actually with the clinic here in the Denver area. And I want to, I want to say you guys, this is one company I haven't seen really advertised in the Westward and I've been there a few times and they're a good company. I've actually been running their seeds. I've mentioned before the Reserva Pravada Genetics. Uh, they're feminized seeds, and that's what's being featured in my grow now, other than the Island uh, Sweet Skunk or Sweet Island Skunk, whichever one you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> and their feminized seeds are kicking ass. So if you are a medical patient, um, as of now, check out the clinic. And uh, they're not paying me to say shit. I just wanted to say I like what they got going on. Yeah, right on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. You got anything else, Scotty? I do not. I do not. I got to get actually down to my grow room. Yeah, yeah. It's always calling for work. work. Seriously, if you guys are indoor gardeners, which if if you're not, hopefully you're about to be. Um, yeah, the indoor garden is always calling. You should be poking your head in there 
four times a day at least. You'll find something to do almost every yeah. time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my veg plants. I'm gonna pretend like they're they're gonna go in the flowering in about three weeks. So I'm gonna stake them all up so I give the roots a chance to uh, regenerate. Nice. I'm gonna go down into my room, guys, and breathe since I'm out of CO2. <laughs> I'm gonna go set up my cot for a little bit and just breathe in there, get it going. <laughs> That's the trick, too, also, guys. I wanted to, if you're here, one more grow tip. It's reminding me with this weather. Uh, Run your lights at night, guys. It's the coldest part of the day. And right now, with it being, it's going to get, like, negative 5 tonight, you want those lights running at night. It's really going to help. If not, you're probably going to run a heater with the lights off, which why do that when you can run your lights? So that means your 12-12 light cycle, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., you know, and that's what you want to hit. Uh, especially in the summer, guys. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Oh, yeah, 20, so, 30 degrees difference. Yeah, around the nation, that that's a help typically. At least 10-degree differential. Uh, here in Colorado, it ends up being up to a 35-degree differential in the summer. So anyway, we're rambling. We're rambling, Scotty. So you guys, I hope you're liking what you're hearing here. Episode 4, officially, Dude Grow Show. Check out DudeGrows.com. This is Dude Grows here with Scotty. Um He's typically going to be hanging. We both have uh, a lot of years of growing under our belt and want to share the knowledge and help everybody grow. And soon enough, guys, we're evolving here. We're going to get to some call-ins. We're going to hopefully be more directful with helping some questions and keep it real, uh, as I hate to say, but that's what we're going to try and do, man. Keep it real with you guys. Keep the growing growing. Yeah, the thoughts are if we can be with you when you guys are in your grow room doing your thing. We keep you company or give you some good information or some good entertainment. That's all good with us. Hell yeah. You know when you're bored trimming what to put on. Dude, grow show. <laughs> oh, heck no. You know what? I'm getting it. I watch a season of Breaking Bad every time I trim. Uh-oh. Don't. Oh, yeah. That's how I'm catching up. I don't try I Scotty's Herb. It's going to be real leafy because he's watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those shows. You can listen to it. It's so well written. You should have my wife sit there. What, what just happened? Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how I do. Cool, guys. Thanks for checking us out. It's uh, DudeGrows.com. You can find everything there. Please watch some videos. You will be entertained and educated. Thanks for being with us, Scotty. Oh, no worries. Check me out at RealGrowers.com. so I pull all my content. Hell yeah. RealGrowers.com. Some good stuff. And we will be evolving and with you soon. Have a good night, guys. Good day. Good morning. Good trim session. Later.
You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. 